Oh, the ups, the downs, the ups <laughs> and the downs again, and now an up. I don't know. I don't know. Every hour is something different. It, it just feels like. It but, truly is. You know, you just gotta. I think I'm. I guess I'm getting used to it. I don't really know if that means. Anything. I mean, I don't know how to like what I should feel anymore. I don't know. I don't point. know either. Yeah, I think I just have to react every minute by minute, and that's it. Yeah, I think that's I'm just going back to burying my head in the sand again. Yeah, there's yeah. that option too. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you're listening. It's so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Audible link right there on the website. That way you can click on that, sign up, get a couple of free audiobooks. It does help us out. We do appreciate it if you can do that. I'm finally, this is the last I'll talk about it. I'm almost at the end of my Babaverse book. I've stretched it out as long as I can. How long do you have left in it? It's like 20 minutes, maybe less. I didn't want to look. I know it was 42 minutes today, and then I had to do a couple of trips to pick up some stuff. And so I probably drove at least 25, 30 minutes. So maybe it's less than 20 minutes. So you have like a good like 10 minutes left probably. <sighs> probably in, in reality. I hate that when I still think that there's going to be more left of my book. And I'll look and be like 15 minutes. But then they have like closing credits that last for like seven minutes. I'm like, oh, gosh darn it. It's honestly, yeah, probably about 10 minutes. And it's probably going to be a cliffhanger. And then it's probably going to be, you know, years before I get to hear the next one. That's the only problem with, with books like that. That's, the, that's my only complaint about books is that I love, I love them. But it takes way longer for somebody, it seems like, for the most time to like write a sequel to a book than it does to make like a sequel to a television show. Because a television show, you have a whole bunch of people working on it. They can all like power through and make it happen quicker. But it's going to be a while until I get a sequel to this. And I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know what's going to happen. I don't know know the ending yet. What's going to happen like me? Well, I don't. I don't want to look anything up because I don't want to see the ending. Is there supposed to be one more book? I'm just judging by the way that it's going. I can't see how it's going to end. Um, and I'm, this is no spoilers. This is actually good if you want to read, you know, if you're a fan of the series. I, I don't see how they're going to wrap this up. I just don't see it, but I don't know. I've still got, they still have some time. Oh, boy. But I would imagine it is not done yet. Okay. That's that's where I'm at with that. But I mean, yeah, or as Tony says, or the author dies. Or, you know. That's what like I was going to say. Or you R. never Martin, get book or, Z because. Yeah. yeah, or you never get book Z. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, Sue Grafton puts in her will that nobody yeah, can write to. it for her. Enjoy the moment while it's here. And that is, um, well, that's kind of what we did over the weekend. So um, I'll just give the timestamp. It's Monday, November 9th, 2020, in the year of our apocalypse. Uh, and uh, and over this uh, last weekend, just for, for anybody, for posterity purposes, if somebody's listening to this far into the future and the apocalypse really does happen, and these are like the archives of all of humanity. Oh, it will, and these are. I'm, yeah, I'm just assuming. You know, mm-hmm. this is going to be, at some point in some future civilization when humans come back, like, they're going to be listening to this as like, here are the archives and the annals of history, fun employment radio chronicling what happened. And we're going to be like their cave people. Uh, they're cave people or, you know, yeah. maybe more. It could be like churches form around this. You know, it's possible. If this is the only surviving recording of this era of humanity is Fun Employment Radio. Wow. Like, that's a lot of pressure on us. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Oh, we're fulfilling our destiny. On us right sure. now. Uh, so for the timestamp, uh, Joe Biden won the U.S. presidential election. So that is um, that is in the books. That's what happened. And uh, and yeah, so that was what was kind of going on over the weekend. And, and I mean, I got to say it was, 
you know, went on a bike ride. Uh, there were rainbows everywhere that just happened to be. But I even posted on Instagram, I'm like, it was a rainbow weekend. I mean, it, it was just, so It just weird. was. They were everywhere. We went for a bike ride um, the day of with a couple friends and rode to downtown Portland. And it was just rainbows. And it was just, it was bizarre. Yeah. It was just like, okay, everything's really pretty right now. It's like it, the world it really was. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, also cold and wet. But nonetheless, it was still very pretty. So that's, uh, you know, kind of posted some stuff for that. You know, you got to take, and that's why you got to take the wins when you get the wins mm-hmm. for this year. So that's what, uh, that was, that's what was That's why on. I think I just did I was like, it's a rainbow day. Awesome. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> like, I like this. Uh, so, so yeah. Anyway, it's just been, been a weird one. It's been a weird one. It has been. I mean, it, it was bizarre. I woke up on Saturday morning. My mom was calling me at 830 in the morning. Which, of course, I'm like, why the hell is my mom calling me at 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday? And she was just so happy. She's like, oh, my God, he won. He won. That was so <laughs> sweet. And I'm like half asleep. Like, what? What is happening? I didn't realize that it was actually going to happen, you know, like overnight. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been. And I know I'm that you, trying... like, you probably realized it because you're always you're a junkie. I've been a total junkie over the last, especially week and a half. Constantly watching the news, following Twitter every hour basically waking up to see what the counts were and refreshing. I know I'm not the only one because a lot of other people talked about it too. I have been on Twitter especially because that's usually the quickest way to get news. Um, Twitter and uh, and and watching CNN and MSNBC and every news network basically. I would flip back and forth to all of them for so much of the last week. Like I know all their names. I feel like now I know all these people. They're your buddies. They're my buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My pal, Jake Tapper. You know, it's just like, it's, it's weird, which by the way, Jake Tapper actually writing our buddy, Bill Oakley on Twitter the other day. That was yesterday. I think. That's oh, kind of really? Yeah. <laughs> so apparently they're friends. Um, so it's one degree of separation, but it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was just uh, not fun. I guess that's not it, but I mean, fun seeing some of the things on Twitter, well, I mean, when you but... see the entire world dancing in the streets because somebody lost their job, like it's there's yep, there's that aspect. It was. Um, it's just been, it, yeah, man, it's just been weird. It's just a weird time to be. It's a weird time for yeah. everything. Yeah, to just. But I was, yeah, I was fully involved with all of this, and now I'm slowly weaning myself back off of it, and trying to actually get some work done now that I can, <laughs> like, kind of set that aside a little bit. But, uh, but yeah. That's kind of what the what the weekend is. That's where we're at. So for your archives of history, that's uh, that's what the what the key issues are right there. So that is what happened. Go. It was a rainbow day in Portland. I, it, I cannot believe that actually happened. And there's a female vice president. That's there's happen. a female that vice is, president. So I'm so excited for my nieces. Yeah, like just to be able to see that kind of representation. I mean, you know, regardless of all you know all the other amazing things that she represents, like just to be able to see a woman in that position of power and get mm-hmm. to say like, look, you could do that too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's after I had a few glasses of champagne. And I was sitting there bawling, going, "Oh my God, Lulu and Georgia, they can do anything." Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so much champagne. Well, well, you know, yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes it's just one of those days <laughs> just, where it's needed. It is. It it, that was the, the definition of one of those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like uh, my Rudolph's impression on SNL. If you see your mom crying, it's because she's drunk. Yes, like, <laughs> that's totally it. <laughs> she's happy and also very drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, what a what a crazy weekend. But then there's other stuff, you know. That, uh, let's see, Greg, you can now follow the two runoff elections. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be following more stuff, but I'm going to give myself a little break here for a minute. Oh, no, I've just fully dove back into, like, crappy Lifetime movies. Yeah. I am, I am just, I want to be as mindless as possible because for this, you know, next couple months, you know, I'm going to be. Oh, by the way, Rick Emerson going to join us here momentarily, too. Yes. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to be focusing on like doing like finishing I have a few commissioned paintings that I'm finishing and I'm doing a little bit of real estate stuff. And like, I'm just going to just watch dumb movies and be creative and like just ignore the rest of the world for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have been watching the, the Barbarians. On, what uh, is that? It's on Netflix. It's a German show about the barbarians of ancient, uh, like ancient Rome time when Rome was trying to conquer the Did barbarians. Did they just make this show Germanic for you? tribes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Do they it's, all have sturdy mountain feet? Yeah, they're barbarians. Yeah. And then you got the Romans there, and the Romans are assholes, and they're... So you like the littlest barbarian? Kiss my eagle, you know, and then then you've got the... What? I'm a barbarian descendant. I'm a Germanic tribe You're descendant. You're like, like a squished down one a little I mean, bit. you know, I don't know how it all works. I haven't done the, the DNA test, but I know I'm German. Who knows? Maybe there's Roman in there, too. Maybe I was the product of the two. It could be. Oh, yes. could be. That's... Totally believable. Totally believable. <laughs> Good bay. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, yeah. I've been watching that, and it's it's interesting. It's all in German and Italian, of course. So, which I kind of love. I kind of like the fact that it's oh, that's that. too exhausting. Yeah, you do have to pay a lot more attention on yeah. this because so, I mean, I, I mean, I, I have to read it because I don't speak either. So, either of them. Yeah, not to say that I don't enjoy now and then a subtitled film, but it's just sometimes it's too much work if you're trying to do other stuff while you're watching it, and, you know, because you have to pay like all the attention to try and read it the entire time. Yeah, reading a movie. Ugh, Ugh. not on Sarah's watch. <laughs> I don't, I don't like reading and looking. Um, all right, well, should we go ahead and bring on uh, Mr. Rick Emerson? Yes. I mean, I feel like, uh, well, I'll say this when he comes back on too, because there's there's been an unfortunate trend lately when we've had him on, but we will. Uh, Let's have him bring him in. So if you're listening live, if you're a member of the Supporters Club, number one, thank you very much. It's six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. You know, I know we've we've got a lot of stuff in the archive. I know we had um, somebody who was unhappy. There wasn't enough in there. I understand. We we don't have everything. But if you have a request, let us know, and maybe I can somebody get it in there. Somebody was unhappy? Um, oh, it's fine. I deal with that stuff. Um, okay, well, then you can just say that. And I didn't know that was what was going on. And then you just say it. And then, like, I didn't know. It's okay. It's all right. I mean. Are they still unhappy? Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's okay. fine. It's fine. Um, We're doing the request, best. We if can. you have a request for a piece of content, uh, let us know. You know some of the stuff from like eight, nine years ago. It, I can probably get it in there if it's something that you want to hear. Uh, if if it's not in there already, regardless, um, the six ninety nine helps a lot. So if you do enjoy the show, that's a, that's a great way to support. But it, obviously not necessary. This isn't pressure to anybody. If you can, thank you. If you can't. Hey, thanks for listening. Share the show. Mm. Uh, but anyway, for those listening live, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get Rick on here, and then uh, we will we'll continue on with the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Joining us now, we do have the one and only Mr. Rick Emerson. Hello, Rick. Howdy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Rick? It's I feel like we haven't talked to you in a while. It's been like a week and a half. Yeah, because last week just sort of went by in a haze of anger. And vodka, probably for everyone. So, <laughs> correct. Yeah, <sighs> I know. Yeah. I can't like um, like separate one day from the other. Last week, at any point between like Tuesday and Saturday, they all seemed like the same day. It's just a big like. It's just like Keith Richards said this thing about, um, you know, he, he talked about being in the '70s when he was touring with the Stones and sort of you know, and everybody was sort of just gapped to the gills on one thing or another. But he would just go like days and days without sleeping, and he would say that you know. It's like normally, you know, when you're living a normal life, it's like your brain, you know, segments out every day. It's like, but, you know, when, when you're, you know, when you're touring and staying awake, it's like it's one big compartment in your head for everything. <laughs> it's like you don't know where anything was stored day-wise. And that's what last week was. It was like one long, horrible compartment yeah. of 
you know, every event. So that's what I was saying. I've never watched that much network news in in one oh, you were consolidated all day, time all day every hour yeah like, there yeah. there was at one point where i had um three different uh news feeds going in the house depending on which room wow. that you went to wait did we what? just lose oh, right what's going on uh something's going on with our audio ah sorry let me see here can't really hear him all right hang on oh people can't hear you okay. rick hang on oh I am here. Yeah, it seems I like you're here. coming through. I exist. I'm a sentient <laughs> being on planet Earth. Are you? I haven't you seen you me? in human form. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you're like a hologram at this point. Greg's got, Greg's got furrow brow going on, so I'm assuming something's wrong. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to get it figured out right now. People are saying they can't hear you. All right, Trina can hear it. I got a new computer, so... I'm uh, re everything's got to get readjusted. Ah. I'm probably just doing something wrong. Is it that you can hear me, but that like it's not going out anywhere? Yeah, because I can. Yeah, I can hear just fine, but I guess it, yeah, it's not broadcasting um, loud enough for some people. Hmm. All right, yeah. now everyone's saying it's much better. Okay, we'll just leave that. Uh, here, I'll just I'll re-say I was watching three teams. Are we fixing this in post? I'm not? so yes. excited this will be for a this editing fix. after the show. I'll do it. All right. No, um, it's fine. I don't mind. Well, no, so you had three, so you had like, so I, I, so I remember growing up in the 70s and like my uncle was like this, where I'd go to my uncle's house. I don't even know what the purpose of this was actually in the 70s. I don't even know what the fuck he would do this for. But he had three televisions, like, at, you know, like in, like in your normal house, you have the couch and the side table and the mm-hmm. living room chair. And then you have your television, you know, your sort of Archie and Edith Bunker TV at the front of the room, except he had three. So he had the big console television that was like the size of a bookcase or whatever you know it was like a you know there was like a sideways bookcase that everybody had and then he had two other televisions sitting on top of that and there were only three networks and so presumably <laughs> so he could watch all three networks at once and it i look back now and i'm like well what the fuck is that about like i don't understand what the purpose of that even was but so you were sort of doing that yourself i was yeah only with different rooms in the house because i've got the i've got like the main television in the living room and then i've got since this since the time of covid um we required like exercise equipment. So now there's a room that's in, that's basically the, the home gym. And it I is. put a television in there. Rick, it's pretty impressive. Um, there's a Peloton in there. Have you ever ridden a Peloton? A what? Uh, they're those... Didn't, isn't that a sales guy we worked with? <laughs> probably. <laughs> it might as well be. Uh, no, it's one of those new fancy ass, like, um, stationary bicycles that like is connected to this computer. And you can do like live classes. And it's like basically like a, like a spin class cult that's all okay, over the see, world. I, I don't know. I hate to be this guy. Hey, I feel like sometimes I'm doing like a shitty George Carlin routine sometimes, but it's like we have this this fetish in this country for renaming things every like seven and a half years. Yeah. So, right. So like at one point, somebody's like, I'm going to I won't say it was Peter Carlin. I was going to say I won't say who it is. But it was Peter Carlin. He's like, I'm going to spin class. I'm like, what is spin class? And like, I totally pictured. I know this is ridiculous. I picture I thought it was like some ballet dance shit where he's like twirling or whatever. And <laughs> And I just, he's like, oh, it's a bicycle. And I was like, so you're going to a bicycling class. And apparently that's, so now it's spin and bicycling and Pelot, Peloquin, Peloton, whatever you were saying, are both the same thing? <laughs> no, oh, you're right. they're we very different, they're very different a, things. We did work with somebody that had a last name like that. You're totally that's right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I, I think I remember who you're talking about. No, All that sure. aside, yeah. those are different things. It's like a spin class is, and I, I don't do this. No, a spin class is like a Peloton. But spin class, you go in person, right? 
Oh, that's what the, that's what Peloton does. No, the Peloton uh, spin class is when you're like on your bike and someone's screaming. Oh, so I guess like, it is kind of the same fast! thing. And then you have to like keep. So how is okay? Let okay, me, let me ask you this: How is a how is a spin class different from just riding a stationary bike? You have somebody telling you what to do, and by telling you what to do means like screaming at you. Going no, like, not necessarily, or like motivating. They're mo- or whatever. It's I yelling. Mean, it could be either. It way. could be it's motivated yelling. I'm not saying it's necessarily pet, like negative. So you're but, not paying for really for the equipment so much as you're paying for somebody to tell you to keep doing it. I mean, the equipment is good, but yeah, I think that's more what what really it is. You're paying okay, for somebody so else to, to tell you. Different from spin. Well, you don't have to go into a physical class. It's all on video. So okay. I guess that would be I guess then that would be the difference. And you can also like um like live stream your writing. Like if you have friends that have it, then you can um also like video I would never want to do this by the way. You can turn on your video camera and be like you can race each other and stuff as you're all like sweaty riding your bikes. And then they also have all these different themed classes. Like they have this one with the most excited lady I've ever seen in my life. Um like they have different musical themed ones, like they have one for Hamilton that played a bunch of like the Hamilton songs and they do the workouts along with it. They get a Britney Spears one. Yeah, there's pretty much anything that you could think yeah. of. There's somebody that's going to be doing a class like that. Did you know that in Portland there is, I feel like this could be some sort of like a, is, you know, a, I was thinking a, a, a few weeks ago that maybe I talked about this, that there's some idea of like, you know, like a game show of like, is it Portland or Portlandia? Because at a certain point you can't tell what, like what we're really doing in this town and what is like a gag from a Portlandia sketch. Right. This town's insane. But, um, but I was thinking about this because there's apparently in Portland there's like literally a goth yoga class somewhere or was until COVID I don't know if it's still happening I mean it's probably this is probably the best time for goth yoga because like you, you know just sit in a closet by yourself and brood or whatever right like you don't even you know so anyway so uh, this is a strange country where you can just sort of again endlessly again I'm not knocking whatever people want to do but it's a weird it's a weird thing that you know the idea that you know, that like you're basically paying for someone just to like berate you and to keep you from like slacking off or whatever, which, you know, good for them, I guess. But. Yeah. I mean, I, it depends. It's not all berating. It's I, I think Sarah I feel like you're being very defensive the, about this. Well, because it's not all berating. Some it's, of them are like the opposite where they're like overly enthusiastic. No, and I'm not saying it's negative, but they are overly enthusiastic sometimes. They're like, you can do it. You only have one life that's, to live. And that's more what one. it is. Yeah. And See, it's just, I, I don't like it. It's very irritating. I, yeah. I like those ones less than I, I'd rather somebody just be telling me like you know has somebody you're going too slow like (laughs) you're getting old right now stop it you know something like that has somebody done a thing where like i don't know why i mean maybe this exists but a thing where like you know it's like a stationary bike or whatever but it's like the only way like if you keep like if you have to keep biking or else like your your tablet or your smartphone or your tv would have like shut off like the only way that your devices will keep working yeah you continue to pedal that's a way to to get people to do something in this country yeah that would yeah that would get it to power it yeah Yeah, your internet will shut down unless you bike this many this oh, isn't that a wait a minute that's actually now that i think about this that's a black mirror episode that is, is it a, really okay, there's a been... totally a black mirror episode <laughs> oh about God. that you have to keep pedaling in order to get your rewards which is basically like which is basically ah. that screen time oh I okay well that's that. yeah you have that's to power the system dreaming of stuff that is that you know apparently the black mirror episode like you know already exists for it. that's a little unnerving but yeah um and then you or get to go into vr to interact with other people if you keep i on was pedaling. thinking about this that there ought to be some Somebody should create this um, uh, where like if you're, you know, you hook it to your stationary bike or whatever your thing is. And the deal is that it tracks like how much you're exercising. But then it's like if you if you fall below a certain level or you don't do it, because the thing is, like, if you just have to self log it or whatever, like you'll totally lie to yourself and to your friends. Like, <laughs> yes. how, how many did you do? I did 75 miles or whatever the fuck. You're just totally going to because they don't know. And so there should be a thing 
that's like, and oh, this is brilliant because they can sell you the app and sell you the, the equipment all at once and then sell you the subscription service as well. This is like, everybody wins here. The deal is that it's like a stationary bike and then you set a goal, but if you fall below the goal for a certain amount of hours or days or whatever, then, and you can't override this, then it automatically tweets the news of your failure out to the internet. Mm. Oh, full on shaming. You? Yeah, full yeah. on shaming. So in other words, it doesn't tweet like, Greg went 50 miles. You know, it, like if you do a good job, it just sort of says like, hey, good for you. But if you start, but if you fail or fall below a certain level, then it alerts all of your friends that like, hey, Greg totally just oh. like fucked off and didn't do his exercise this week. Um, so it's the, you know, the desire to avoid public shame. That would That's motivate the, me. Well, yeah. that is also like Peloton because, I mean, you can look at other people's scores, which I didn't know until, like, Greg had told me that he had looked at mine. Yeah. Which is so creepy. Well, if you're friends with them, you can take a look. I didn't realize I could do that. I just wanted to see what you could do. But, yeah, I can totally see when you when you ride or, or not. Which is, like, I, I don't like that at all. I don't think I want any friends on there. I think you could it's probably too, set that privacy setting, but... Yeah, I'm going to figure that out. It's too late to have done this now, uh, to have done this this year, but uh, what somebody should have done... Somebody should have done a thing like this because I think, you know, because there's a million exercise apps that are all like that that buzzword from like six years ago, the gamification of of everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's like that with the Fitbit or whatever, where it's like you and your all the dicks at your office are like doing some step contest to see which department can step walk the most or whatever. 100 percent did that right before uh, or no, it's right when quarantine started. The office. Yeah, they did that. That's. That's another thing, by the way. It's the idea that it's like a step contest, which that used to just be called walking. I don't know when. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't matter to me. Stepping and walking are the same thing, but somehow it's like a walking contest doesn't sound exciting enough, so it's like a step contest. Yeah. But um, there should have been a thing where you do the step contest with your Fitbit or your whatever, but then if you don't meet your exercise criteria for that day, you would somehow like link it to like either like PayPal or you'd like like a bank account or what, you know, you'd like, you put some money in a pot to get started. But the deal is if you fall below a certain amount, it donates that money to Donald Trump. Oh God, that would be, this is what I'm saying. Motivating. That would be a motivator Ew. though, right? I think, yeah. I, I like think it, just hearing his, hearing his name again is already like too soon for me. <laughs> see, that's proof of concept right there though. Because then, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. There's, no, that's I mean, accurate. You know, that, that would be one way to <laughs> yeah, do it's it. Like if you, it's like if you don't exercise today, it's like uh, however much money you've accrued in there just goes to, you know, his campaign fund or whatever the fuck. And it's like, you know, I feel like that's, that's a, a stepping stone into something worse. Like you start there, then who's going to up the ante next? It's all like, a stepping. Your stone dog is going to be taken away for two weeks unless you complete this many miles. Jesus, like, you're going. Dark. I'm just saying, like, they, if somebody would take it darker, I keep going. I don't know if you've taken taken a look around this zoo that we call a world. It's all a stepping stone to something worse. Yes. Everything. It's, everything is a stepping stone to the next bad thing. <laughs> Which is why, I mean, it was so weird last week just being addicted to, to the news. Like, so I did have, so I had the I mean, it wasn't just last week. Room. Can we be honest? You've been a little addicted to the news for a while now. For sure. I mean, definitely. I, I always follow the news, but nothing like last week. Yeah. That was a whole different level. That was, yeah, oversaturated. Because, well, I was going to say I had the television in the living room and then the television in, in the other room. So that was the two. And then I had another one uh, in my in my bedroom, and that was also on. They were all on different channels, so no matter what room, and I was walking around doing things. So no matter what room I was in, I was seeing something. And then when I and then I took a shower and I played the audio of one of the networks. Was wow. like it was twenty four hours. Oh night. wow! I woke up like every almost every hour looking at Twitter. Like it was bad. How about I didn't you? Get much sleep, Rick? Were you as obsessive about the, like all the election stuff this time around? I was going to say it's. I was going to say it's weird because I actually went totally the other way. I um. 
I, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, because I think I just sort of re, I mean, maybe I'm right about this, maybe I'm not, but I just got this sense at some point, it's like, it's especially 24 hour networks, it's like, well, they gotta fill that time with something. So they're just gonna keep chewing the same cud over and over, like just gonna keep regurgitating the same bullshit over and over. And I was like, I'm not, you know, it's like, if anything huge happens, I'll hear about it one way or the other. Somebody will text me and be like, oh my God, did you see what happened? You know, or whatever. It's <laughs> like, I would hear about it or there would be like when they, when they finally called it for Biden or whatever, there were like fireworks and like people like out cheering uh -huh. and whatever. So my thing was like, I'm not going to learn anything just by, you know, having, you know, whomever on, you know, having MSNBC or Nate Silver or whoever, just sort of like uh, in Nate the background. Silver. Like, so no, I like on Tuesday, uh, I went to bed and I just like, I, I was like, well, I'll wake up in, you know, nine hours. It'll either be solved or not. And then, you know, and I woke up and it was like, not, you know, they had still hadn't decided it. And I was like, well, I'll check tonight, I guess. And I waited like, I mean, just, I think, cause I know my own worst tendencies. And I think I know that if that's, it's like the alcoholics say, it's like the, um, um, you know, one is too many and 10 is not enough. And that's, I think that's my thing with, especially binging on news. I think over the years I've learned that I don't have, uh, I'm bad at self-limiting with some things. Yeah. And it's the same reason I can't have certain things like food in the house, because if I have it in the house, I'll eat all of it instantly, even though I'm like, this is so bad for me and I'm gonna feel terrible later, I'm just shoving it into my mouth. So I can't have it around at all. That's how I think I am with stuff like the election last week, I was just like, I'm just going to binge and it's not going to be good. And so I got to just like not look at all. Yeah. That's, that's probably fair. the smarter move than what I did. And yeah. plus it's not, it's like not, I mean, I can do fuck all about it. It's not like I, it's not like watching it is going to like, I'm going to be able to do anything to like, you know, just change the outcome or, you know what? It's not like I've got a bomb shelter to hide in. It's like, uh, you know, it's, Whatever's uh, going to so, happen is going to happen. No, yeah. that was exactly yeah. like I couldn't bring myself to watch it. So I just made Greg promise me. I'm like, uh, yeah, because I couldn't just keep watching the circling around and circling around because we were like over here working and they just kept saying the same thing over and over again, but not saying anything at all. So I'm like, I just I can't do we this. We got to fill our time. I'm like, can you please just just call me when something significant happens? Because I just I can't well, watch this shit. Yeah, I especially because now it's like um, uh, it's like there's no way to tell now, at least from my perspective how do I put this? Like, there's no way to tell the relative size. All stories look the same size now. In other words, you know, like a genuine, significant, meaningful event. And then just something that one guy did in one tiny fucking town in Kentucky. They both look the same size on CNN and they both seem as important. They, they seem of equal importance, which means that I'm going to get equally freaked out about both of them, even if one of them is just bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like all stories sort of are presented as being equally important now. Yeah. And the thing is like most things that happen in the world are just not that important to anybody, not immediately in the story. And yet, but like, but like, and I hate to pick on CNN, but it's like, they're never going to, CNN's never going to be like, you know, tiny isolated scuffle at some polling place in Pennsylvania that probably doesn't affect anything just happened. They're not going to be, it's going to be like violence at the polls. And it's like, <laughs> yes. and, and of course I'm not there. So I'm relying on CNN, which is fucking stupid to like, tell me if something's genuinely important or if they're just like inflating it for, you know, like to keep me fucking ratcheted up. Yeah. So I have no ability now to determine what I, what I should genuinely be freaked out about. 
That's so, a really good way to put it. That's true because yeah. I yeah I don't have a way to gauge it either, and I'm just everything just I stresses mean, me out. So I'd rather just not know anything. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, and I'm assuming they still do this back on like terrestrial media. But, you know, there's the thing that we used to call the EBS, but I guess it's not the EAS. It's the, you know, this is a test of the emergency mm-hmm. alert system and they play the tone or whatever. And then, you know, if this had been an actual emergency and that tone is designed to like get everybody's attention to be like, hey, this is like real shit. You got to listen right now. There's like a hurricane or a fire or a flood or whatever. But it's like in terms of in terms of. Uh, especially 24-hour news station or whatever, it's like that tone is just always going all the time for every story, no matter how important or unimportant. Yeah. They are now treated equally important across the board, even though most of them aren't. And I, I just, uh, maybe it's just because I'm getting old or whatever, but I just cannot live in a state of heightened anxiety like that all yeah. the time anymore. It's just not mm. good for me. I mean, that so, is this entire year, just on top of that. I mean, it was trending that way anyway, but anxiety, yes. a state it's of heightened yeah. anxiety. Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, I feel like nobody's, like everybody, everybody in the world, especially in this country, is going to need therapy next year. Like that should be oh, a, oh, I, a I, mandated I, thing. Everybody has mental health therapy. I, I would be, I mean, I would be astounded. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. I think in another world, like, I, I kind of wish that people lived longer because I think it would be great to have like several careers in your life. Cause there's things that I think I, I don't know if I've been good at them, but things that I would have liked to pursue, they would have been interesting. Um, you know, uh, so like my brother's a psychologist and it's, you know, that's like, I don't know that I'd be any good at that, but it's one of those things where it's like, I kind of play like a shitty amateur psychologist all the time anyway. So it's, I think about that stuff. Cause I was thinking about like, uh, you know, so like in PTSD, there's all these symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. And one of them is, they call it, it's the, um, uh, uh, it's when you're, it's, it's, um, uh, they call it like persistent or heightened arousal, which is not like a sexual arousal, but it's like a sort of, it's like when you're startled and you go, huh, and you're like, what's that? And you're, yeah. you know, it's your, you're like every, you know, like when you hear a loud bang in the middle of the night and suddenly you're like hyper aware and you're like listening and you, all your senses are turned up to 10. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's and my life. Yeah. And you're constantly like looking over your shoulder and you can't sleep for more than 15 minutes. You're like, what was that? You know, and it's just and I feel like the country is just like in this long, slow rolling PTSD sort of thing right now. I also wonder and I'm only saying this because it's a thing I think about. I also wonder. I mean, and I and and I mean, and obviously, you know. Obviously, I'm glad that that guy is going to be away from the fucking nuclear code sometime soon. But I mean, regardless of one's political view, I do wonder about this. Like, come January, let's say everything, knock wood, let's say everything goes smoothly and they stick him on a helicopter and they're like, go do whatever the fuck you're going to do with the rest of your life. And, you know, and Biden takes office and whatever. So let's say we have a peaceful transfer of power in January. Trump's gone and Biden's in office, whatever. I do wonder if there's going to be some weird psychological thing that happens to maybe not even half the country, but let's say like half of the, let's say half of the blue side of the country. So like 25% of the nation, 25% of the nation, let's say has like for the last four years, like every day when they get out of bed, like they built their entire life around hating Donald Trump and trying to get him out of office or just reading about him and getting angry on Twitter all day. And I'm not saying that's not justified. I'm just saying that's been the thing that gets them out of bed right. is being angry about Donald Trump. It's like it's the motivation. If that's yeah. what you've been building your life on for four years. Like what's going to happen in January when you have to do something else with your fucking life? <laughs> I mean, is that going to be like a weird like people? There's a real thing that happens in psychology when people it's like when people retire 
and suddenly they die five years later, you know, they like they're in perfect health and they retire, but then they die because you lose the narrative thread of your own life. You, you don't have a sense of purpose. And for a lot of people, understandably, their sense of purpose for the last four years has been hating Donald Trump. That's been the focal point of their existence. So if that's suddenly gone in like 10 weeks, there's gonna be a whole lot of people who have feel like they have no reason to live because that's been the thing they've been living for. And I'm wondering how that's gonna manifest itself. Again, I'm not saying that's unwarranted or bad or whatever. It's just gonna be interesting to see what those people decide to orient their lives around once that's no longer the thing they can do all day. See, and there's your CNN interview right there talking about this. Yeah. I should be positioning myself as a bullshit expert right Holy now. Holy shit. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, that sounds like everything I've listened to on CNN for the past like two weeks. All you need to do is set it up on Twitter as like an expert and then, uh, and then, yeah, then that's, wait well, a minute, that's what I'm doing. I mean, that's I some solid fear mongering there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. That gets people ramped up and worried. <laughs> I just need to come up with a catchy book title for it, you know, and it's just like, like uh, I saw this thing the other day that like the New York Times is yeah, it just you know, getting like, worse? Then there's some of it. <laughs> well, they, like they've been making money hand over fist, and also I think the New York Times has finally now surpassed where they. I think now they actually make more money on their digital subscriptions now than they do on the print paper, which is a big deal. But also just, you know, everybody's been writing off newspapers as being, you know, like we're headed for extinction, basically. Um, I mean, whatever anybody else wants to say about him, Donald Trump in some way sort of rescued the mainstream media because he gave them shit to report, and he gave them, you know, like. Suddenly there was an audience for, you know, for that. And like, I wonder if we're just going to see like a giant cratering in the subscription rates and the viewership rates of mainstream news. Again, assuming January comes and goes and everything happens peacefully and whatever. It's, you know, they can't possibly start ramping up for the 2024 election next year, I would hope. So it's like, what are they going to fucking fill the days with if it's, you know, because there was money in just going, you won't believe what Trump just did. Like yeah. that's, I mean, and if you can't do that, I almost wonder if they're just gonna like out of habit or just reflex, just gonna like feel like, just like compulsively continue to report on that fucking guy even once he's gone, just because they don't know what else to get to, to do to get people angry and keep watching. That's true, because it's probably an addiction to them as well, because they don't know what the fuck to do. They're probably panicking, like, all right, so what what are we gonna have to do in order to get it people is a, to read this? Yeah. I don't want to go on and on about this because I, again, I'm not a psychologist, so no one should take anything I say seriously. But there's this uh, this author named Matt Taibbi, and he wrote this great thing about news as an addiction. And he had this great comparison where he said, he said, if you're a smoker or if you've been a smoker, he's like, imagine, you know, the feel of the pack of cigarettes in your hand. Imagine the, the crinkle of the cellophane the the feel of the paper as you take it out the smell you know you can without even doing it you can conjure up all of the steps of taking a cigarette smoking it lighting it all of it you you know because it's ingrained and you're and it satisfies all of your senses it's like the feel the touch the smell the taste and then he said now imagine don't actually do it but imagine reaching into your pocket and taking out your cell phone, opening it up and reading like an MSNBC headline. It's like, without even touching your phone, you know what it feels like. You know what the back, the texture of it is. You know the weight of it in your hand. And he said, it, it's like not too far outside the realm of possibility to think that that has, that has the same ritualistic effect on people as taking a pack of cigarettes out and smoking them. And you probably do it more often with a phone than even a heavy smoker does with cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And so it probably is like a compulsive behavior for all of us at this point. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they fill that void with, you know, when the end of January comes. 
you've done a good job of ramping up tension. Yeah, now Boom. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. That's that's the irony now. Is like, you know, this uh, is I'm what they fill it with. You you did exactly that. It's like now the worry is what should we be worried about? And is it us? What's the worry should Are we, we be worried about? <laughs> we should just actually have a, another election to vote on what we should all hate next. Yeah. <laughs> oh what should we? What should Shouldn't we fight you to worry the death that you're not worried? Once January comes. Oh my god! We that was... just pick... Rick, you're way too good at that. Now I'm worried about what I'm going to be worried about in January. <laughs> I I mean I assume that we're going to have to find Jesus. some nonsense issue to fucking hate to bayonet each other over once the end of you know this presidency happens so we might as well start thinking about it now. <laughs> okay, plan well, it out. Sliding over to uh, speaking of nonsense in- issues, did you see this entire thing over the weekend about the four seasons whole kerfuffle? Um, I I saw like some headline went by about it somewhere, but I don't really know the deal. Okay, no, it was just, it was funny. I just wanted to see, I'll send it to you. Our friend Bill Oakley actually posted about it because um, it, it, it was something The Four Seasons, the group or the restaurant or the... The, the hotel, the hotel. Uh, no, and I don't know. They, uh... they scheduled a press conference at the Four Seasons. It, it's the whole thing. And, and I don't think we should go into it too much because there's so much out there on it already. And probably but everybody else knows what you're talking everybody, about. Everybody, so. yeah. And everybody's covered it pretty in depth. It's just, it's funny. I think you'll, you'll find it funny. Basically... Trump tweeted out press conference at the Four Seasons, and then the Four Seasons Hotel was like, no, it's not here. We don't know what you're talking about. And then they had to follow up and say, no, we meant Four Seasons Landscaping outside of Philadelphia. And so they went, in order to not backtrack, to save face, they went ahead and held a pre- Rudy Giuliani went to a landscaping place. An industrial Sandwiched next to a crematorium and an adult bookshop and had the Jesus. press conference in the parking lot. For to for wow. them to refute the election results, it's it's like something I out of a sitcom. It's I have to hand it to this administration. You know, I think probably hundreds of times we have all thought, well, they've run out of things to you know ways to fuck up or to be inadvertently hilarious or to horrify us or to just be ridiculous, and yet they always find something new. That's like some Parks and Rec shit. Oh, oh that's what I was. It's thinking. Arrested <laughs> Development, Parks and Rec, yeah. It Jesus. seems like something straight out of that. And I mean, you know what's you know what's weird is I was like thinking about this because. Uh, it is strange that there's people in this in this country that like depending on when you were born, like you will only have one. Like there are people in this country who have no notion of like Donald Trump as being anything, but you know this this dickhead who ran for president and somehow won or whatever. Like they don't remember him and like, they don't remember him as being in Home Alone two or whatever. You know they just have no other. You know uh, and there's people who who only know the Clintons because of Hillary Clinton running for president. They don't really remember the Clinton era. And I was thinking that there are people who don't remember like that weird six month period when we all were just in love with Rudy Giuliani, you know, when he just seemed rational and normal and like a guy you'd want running the country before he just then melted back down into being a fucking spokes clown for this, you know, for this guy. So it's like, it's weird how, how quickly, you know, so I can't tell if he was just really good at pretending to be sane after 9-11 <laughs> or or if he somehow was momentarily sane. And then yeah. he was just like the stress of 9-11, like he was only able to be sane for six months. And then the tension overwhelmed him and he fucking fell apart and turned into a gibbering lunatic. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, there's a million different people analyzing that, too, oh, yeah. of, of how that is. And may I also say so that, that I please always uh, enjoy a good reference to Home Alone 2. That is actually my favorite. <laughs> I like that one better than the first Home Alone. Lost you like it better than the first Home Alone? Oh, yeah, Lost in New York. It's fucking amazing. Well, is that just because it's and, in and New I York mean, that you like it? 
and it's just so weird. It's like, I mean, I was about to say, I hate to keep harping on Donald Trump, but really, I mean, I don't. And also, whatever. But, you know, the thing about that guy is like, it is like the sort of, um, uh, you know, it's like when you, it's like when you put gas in your car and like, no matter how careful you are, your hands always end up reeking of gas. And like one of your shoes has gas on it. Like, doesn't matter how carefully you, you, you try to fill up your car, you're going to reek of unleaded for a while, just because it's impossible not to do that. Yeah. And it's, so it is with that guy. Cause it's like, however great home alone two is, it's like, there's always going to be this giant canker sore in the middle of it somewhere where Donald Trump makes an appearance. Exactly. It's like, I almost wish that John Hughes was sort of alive just to sort of CGI that and just to replace him with, you know, like a guy like John Travolta or somebody. Just, you know, stick anybody else in there and just, you know, like, Ed Koch, boom, just put him. It's a weird, you know. I'm already now getting PTSD just from talking about, just from him being just, oh God. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I can do it anymore. Talking about Trump. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, you what is a little your broken. shirt, Sarah? Well, I've just spent a week and a half. To- oh, it's the Golden Girls. Actually, my friend Carrie got it for me for my birthday. So this is uh, Megan The Stallion, her Savage song. It says Savage, Classy, Bougie, Ratchet. <laughs> it okay, has all yeah. the Golden Girls on it. <laughs> I, do right. to, I, mean, I, mean, I do have to say I, I wore it out. Girls. I just didn't know what the words meant. Yeah. Yes. So I did wear it out in uh, public, and I've had many, many comments on this shirt. So... And plus, I just love the Golden Girls. I mean, it's just... I, uh, there's like a Golden Girls sort of renaissance, I think, happening now. Or maybe it never stopped. I'm unsure. No. I think it's been going for a while. Yeah, because especially with, with Betty White. It started with Betty White. Yeah, well, plus everyone just wants something pleasant to watch. I think that's right it. Right now. I'm just watching... I'm watching as dumb of things as I can get my hands on as possible. I've been doing a lot of Lifetime, you know, like evil sorority-themed movies and um, just all kinds of stuff that I don't have to think and I can just put it on. <laughs> Boy, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Speaking of like sort of shitty, enjoyable movies, I was th- well. First of all, I was thinking about that. Is it is it Poison Ivy that had Alyssa Milano in it? Um, that was the, she was in the second one uh, because right, Drew Poison Barrymore was in the first one. Oh Drew yeah, Barrymore? yeah, Drew Barrymore and Tom Skerritt. Is that where she's like the neighbor girl and then she's like tries to seduce? Him? But that was yeah. Well, no, and then I was thinking about the Babysitter with Alicia Silverstone. Oh, that's the one I'm thinking always. of. Oh, with Carrie Always. I love that that movie. Carrie Always says, "Mr. Tucker." Oh. Um, where there's like some weird <laughs> creepy scene where he comes in and she's like taking a bath or some shit, and I was just like, "It's weird that that exists and that we made that as a movie and people watched it like and and that it wasn't. I mean, whatever. I don't care. It's not like I'm a prude, but it's strange that that movie exists and. That it was just like a piece of mainstream fare. Um, that is so fucking random that you brought up Poison Ivy because I swear the last Lifetime movie I watched, I think, was a cheap like ripoff of it of the franchise. It was called Poison Ivy, um, the Secret Society. What? Whoa! Oh, is it like a coven thing? Yeah, it was kind of like a coven thing. Only they're but all babysitters. Like, no, they're they were in a sorority. Oh, or something. it was just it was so terrible with nobody that you recognize. But I don't know if it was like part of that franchise or if they just kind of took the name and just ran with it. I mean, it was well, it was wonderfully yeah. terrible. Yeah. Point. That's one of those where they make like a oops, you know, where they make like a uh, like uh, like American Psycho three or whatever, and it's just sort of like only vaguely related to you know that was because there was a whole list of those movies where they would just sort of because I, I think the theory was there's the there's the production cost and then there's the revenue, and the instant that the production cost eclipses the revenue, that's when you stop making sequels. But you do as many sequels as you possibly can until until the moment that it it doesn't make a dollar of profit, and then then you end it. But until then, you're just like. What are we gonna do? Cruel Intentions three, Cruel Intentions five. It doesn't matter. And so it's that's a yeah. And and I think 
back at least you know back when like you could spin that into like a series on usa too so I don't oh know if yeah that's still possible. no i love all that quality content <laughs> i'm one, a sucker for it yeah i mean that's true i mean if it's good enough you can spin it into all because there's the clueless has a television series doesn't it oh i don't know i'm pretty sure oh if it does i haven't seen it yeah i like like all of those ones get spun into it. Uh, one thing I did want to bring, I know we're starting to run out of time, but I want to bring up Alex Trebek thing really quick. Cause that now talking yeah. about somebody who was awesome. <clears throat> I mean, that is somebody who was so, so good at what he did. And, uh, and that just, yeah, it sucks. I mean, yeah, well, it's like you were talking about Betty White and I think it's like, I mean, I have, I've had this mental list of people in my head that, you know, it's like, I just, if we can just get through 2020 without them dying, you know, whatever, it's like if we can just not have Ringo Starr or Paul McCartney die, that's, you know, that's basically my wish list for this year now is just don't kill any of the remaining Beatles. But uh, and I think Betty White's on that list for a lot of people, too. Right. Um, uh, but Alex Trebek, I mean, I will say at, at a bare minimum, he was 80 and had been fighting cancer. So at least it didn't come as a total like out of the blue shock, which I think would have been way worse. For sure. Mm. But um, I saw this great headline about him, actually. Uh, yesterday, two days ago, it was like somebody had like forwarded this headline and it was like, you know, they called it was like um, Alex Trebek. He was it was like Alex Trebek, an advocate for intelligence in an ever increasing sea of stupidity. That's a great headline. That's a great headline. You didn't have to be ashamed of being of being smart. And it was actually kind of great because, as I've long said, there are only two kinds of people in this world. There are Jeopardy people and there are Wheel of Fortune people. That's it. And I hate to say this, and if anybody's going to be offended, that's your hard cheese. We are rapidly becoming a mostly wheel of fortune, not so much Jeopardy society. So, and that is uh, to our, our, you know, historic and, and doubtless shame. So I, that's a... I know. will say, yeah, Pat, Pat Sajak will probably not have quite the reverence um, from the post as Alex Trebek. No, I mean... You know, like if somebody said, like, I'm really good at Wheel Sadie, of Fortune. But, like, are yeah. you impressed if somebody says, I do awesome at Wheel of Fortune. Like, good for you. Get in the fucking kitchen and, you know, finish my order. It's like, it, you know, it's like if somebody's really good at, Je- you know, I'm just saying, like, that's not like, no one is, if you're really good at Jeopardy, like, that's impressive. That's yeah. like, it's the only game show I can think of that, like, you could go to any, like, it's the only game show in the world where like your skill at that would impress somebody from the New Yorker. Right. Right. You know, or like that's a, I, there's a, well, and the people who are really good at it become famous. Well, yeah, you know, no, I there's mean, a Ken there's Jennings a, and, and all a the guy named Bob Harris, I think is his name, Bob Harris. He wrote the book called Trebekistan and it's, uh, and it's, uh, all about his, like he spent a year training to get on Jeopardy. He built like a replica of the Jeopardy studio in his basement. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and he like he did a whole thing where he bought replica clickers so he could figure out the lag time between the click and when the light goes on and the whatever. And then he eventually got on Jeopardy and he did really what's called Prisoner of Trebekistan, I think is the name of it. That is, yeah. I'm just looking at this. Wow. And he just yeah, and he talks about the process of getting on Jeopardy. And it's like hardcore. It's like oh, yeah. it's like getting a job at Google hardcore, where they're like like you have to apply like many times. I know some really smart people who've been told like fuck off, you're not good enough. I have tried several times. I've taken the test a few times. And I've actually Yeah, I I've tried. I have been on the set of Jeopardy though cuz I interviewed Alex Trebek. Whoa. Like, wow. It was probably like 13 years ago or something like that. It was at CES and I was down there reporting. And we they and celeb the celebrity edition was filming on the floor of CES because they they used to do that quite a bit where they bring in like a 
you know, NBA on TNT or some kind of big television show, just a film from there. And it was a week of Celebrity Jeopardy. I think it was a week, at least the day that I went there. So we tried for like three days talking to their, their press people <laughs> to try to get an interview. And finally, the last minute, basically, of the last day, they're like, all right, if you can get over here right now, we'll get you in. And so we went over there and the, it, you go through, like sat in the green room for a while with like all these, with these other reporters or maybe a handful of other ones. And they're like, okay, you can come out to the set now. And it was Celebrity Jeopardy. It was Aisha Tyler, um, Tom Bergeron, and Elizabeth Perkins were like the celebrities. Wow. And then Alex Trebek standing there at his podium. And I got to go up and interview him at the podium, uh, talk to him. And he was like, he was the nicest dude ever, but... I mean, I don't get nervous really around celebrities. I was nervous as fuck around him. Like, because I, I was well, like, you're, you're yeah. Alex Trebek. Like, oh, no, he's Alex fucking Trebek. And yeah. it's like, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, I honestly have no idea. Like, he obviously wasn't dumb, but like, I have no idea how smart or, or not he is. Like, it's, you know, it's, I guess I'm assuming he was smart because he hosted Jeopardy. And so maybe that's, maybe I'm wrong about that. But it's like, uh, but I think that you have to have some, I don't know. It's like you have to have some baseline level of literacy and intelligence to host that show because it's about the tone yeah. and it's about the, you know, not getting caught up in goofball game show host mannerisms and, and all of that. And mm. and I get the feeling if you weren't genuinely smart, that's just not a show where you would have gotten the job in the first place. And I don't think a job where you would have lasted. No, you know? I mean, because you have to you have to not only at least present like, yeah, you're that smart, but also moving people along with those interviews like, OK, tell me something you want to say. All right, we'll move that. Just move. No, and he had the smart person smugness to him. Like yeah. I don't feel like he would have been as smug as. I'm, and I'm, that's a compliment, but I don't think he would have been as. Smug oh yeah, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> like he did that. Going on in there. He, he would do that thing. Like I like a couple of like quick bullet points about Alex Trebek. One is he would do that thing where he would very subtly like imply that even without the card in front of him, he would have known the correct answer, even though you just got it wrong. Right. So it would you know, and he would do with that whole thing if he would like. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. The uh, the correct answer was Tijuana, and it's you know, and he's just you know, and it's sort of like a, as we all know, except for you, Ted. Yeah, uh, idiot. The, the second thing is, here's the thing I've always wondered about game shows. I'm sure that because it's the age of the internet, that somebody has already like I'm sure that Vice or some shit's already done like a whole article about this. But when that thing when they like somebody would go, you know, they buzz and they'd say, uh, "Who is um, uh, uh, Grant?" and then Trebek do the thing of like, judges? Oh, I'm sorry. We can't. It's like, who are the judges? Who yeah. are the judges? Who are that the are, judges? It's got to right? just is be it, one producer in his ear. He's like, uh, I mean, yeah, give it to him. Uh, yeah, is it the guy in the control no. room going, I don't know. He's got a big blemish on his face. No, you know, we yeah. get him off. You know, we don't want him. Like, I wonder who the judges are that are like, is it a panel of three? Like, Nobel right, that are all conferring like, about this. And in, in seconds, they have the answer for him. Like, yeah, yeah. Does it go to like some Stephen Hawking computer brain somewhere that's, you know, sort of, you know, it's that's a weird sort of um, my. And the third thing is, I don't know if you guys saw this. It was sort of a thing that I expected to go kind of viral. And sometimes it's hard to tell what's gone viral and what hasn't because it's everybody's got their own little like silos of news. But um did you think see that thing that aired? I don't know. It was maybe like eighteen months ago, where it was when he was kind of they made the news. You know, they made the statement that in the news that he was going through chemotherapy and he was mm -hmm. fighting cancer and whatever. And so there was this thing where it was this episode, and it was like in Final Jeopardy, where it's like the question is whatever, and everybody writes down their answer, and then they like hold it up, and and he's like, okay, you know, Final Jeopardy. You know, the question is blah blah blah, eighteenth century French poets or whatever. And they give the you know the answer, and then they go to the first guy, and I don't know who he is. He's like a guy with a bow tie, and they 
And he says, uh, you know, like, uh, Steve, what was your answer? And the guy puts up his answer and he's just written like, we love you, Alex. And yes, I have seen that. I was just watching that. It was, and it was like, and you could tell, and it was like the only time I ever saw Alex Trebek almost lose his composure because he, and he read it, he read it instinctively without stopping to process it. He just read it automatically. I put up the thing and Alex said, what is, we love you, Alex. And he like about halfway through, you could tell he caught what he was reading and he like, he didn't like lose it, but he like stopped. He choked up for like half a second and then he kind of pushed on. Yeah, It was really like, it was really like one of the like sweetest, like saddest things I've ever seen. It was, Aww. it was really, but it, but, but you came away, it was poignant, but you came away feeling good about, about people and about humanity. It was, that was a great thing. So it's, you know. there's another viral one that's going on right now too. And it's this guy who he, he asked him, um, you know, and, and people should just go watch it, but it's basically he asked this guy, you know, do you have anybody back home you want to say hi to? And he's like, actually, Alex, this is a, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So the guy said it even better. But he's like, this is actually a really emotional moment for me. Like, my grandfather raised me, and every day uh, I learned English from watching Jeopardy. Um, so I would sit on his lap and we'd watch Jeopardy together. And, and he's like, this is a very, he, I thank you. And he just like thanked Alex. Oh, wow. For, yeah, it was like one of those, like, holy shit. And, like the guy's like trying not to cry. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start crying. But uh, um, So I have a question for each of you real quickly, which is like, if you were going on Jeopardy, I won't make you do like oh, seven or whatever. God. If you could go on and you could pick your dream Jeopardy category. Um, so Oof. like there's the six categories, but then you get to pick the seventh category. Yeah could be any category you want. They're like, the six categories are da-da-da-da-da, but the seventh category, you get to pick what it is. What is it, Greg? Uh, if it was generic enough, I'd go geography. I think I, oh, would, just I would kill it. I would like kill that? it that category, I think. Yeah. I would go with 90s pop culture. Oh, yeah, that's good. Right. I think I could do that. What, yeah. would you, what would you do, Rick? You wouldn't narrow it down at all? You wouldn't <gasps> be like 90s? Oh, I would do like... like specific, specific? Specific, I could probably do either Twin Peaks... Or Beverly Hills 90210. See, so uh, like, yeah, see, yeah. that's... Pee Wee Herman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman or Weird Al. I could probably do pretty well at those, too, if those were like... See, that's my thing. It's like, I, if I had to do like a dream catalog, I think I would either do... I think I would do The Twilight Zone, the TV show The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, that's... Like, I think I could clean up at that. I think that's my, like... So, so that should be... I'm saying, like, if anybody out there is looking for, you know, like... Uh, uh, I'm full of great ideas today. If anybody out there is <laughs> looking for, you know for like go to you know if like if you have like a first date with somebody or whatever and you're like looking for small talk and you're like i don't know what am i going to talk about over dinner while we're waiting for our food to arrive that's a good that's a good first date small talk question you ask somebody their three dream jeopardy uh, categories oh okay there All we right, go good to know i like that that's solid <laughs> well thanks Rick. Got a lot of ideas. A, now you get a, a dating app i'm now i'm not as afraid of january as i was earlier yeah See, I start out, you know, see, I scare you and then reassure you. That's good. Complicated dance I do. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Rick Emerson, as always. Thank you so much. Thank you. See (laughs) you. And thank you, everybody who's tuning in to, of course, uh, go to funemploymentradio.com. Send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Anything you want to talk about, let us know. And uh, thank you, everybody, for being amazing. We appreciate each and every one of you. We absolutely do. And we love you. Yep. And uh, <laughs> tune in tomorrow for more Fun Employment Radio. Ooh.com. Bye. Oh, wait. Before we go, there is one other thing I've got for everybody who's listening live. Right now, we've got something awesome for you. And that is because there's a new episode of the Mark and Todd podcast. 
Podcast. And uh, they are members of the or Fun Employment the Radio. The Mark and Toddcast. Mark and Toddcast. Wait, what did I just say? The, the Mark, Mark and Todd, Todd Podcast. podcast. You got to merge the Todd and the pod. It's the <laughs> merge the, put the Todd and the pod together. What do you get? Toddcast. <laughs> uh, the Mark and Toddcast is uh, up. So it's going to be about actually the biggest meteorite ever found in North America, which was found in Westland, Oregon. So that is something that if you are a live subscriber, if you remember the Supporters Club, we're going to play that and you'll get to hear it before it actually goes live anywhere else. So that's coming up next. Um, And hit subscribe anyway to their podcast wherever you get podcasts. Awesome. Do that. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Thank you.